0: On this episode of Rogue Creators, we'll be with Nathan Otwell. Let's talk about social selling. Let's do this.
1: Three, two, one, zero. Look off. We have a off.
0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Rogue Creators. My name is Brian Fitton. I'm here with my awesome co-host, Lauren Lewis. Hey. And uh, we have an amazing guest on today. Two time? Three? Yeah, three. Twice? Three? three. Man, <laughs> Nathan Otwell. <laughs> coming back, but this is the first time you've been with us in studio in our new yep. space. So we're usually virtual, remote. You're, I think, again, one of your episodes is one of the most downloaded Our Facebook ads for beginners. We were just discussing that. That was early.
2: It's very early. That
0: was early in the days of, uh, of Rogue Creators. So thanks for coming back on, man. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Thanks for yeah. having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're going to jump into a social selling, which, again, we've been promising this episode like, for like three months very now. Nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we've been working with Nathan, too, on just trying to, get, trying to get some time and schedules obviously finally lined up. The stars have aligned, man, and you're yeah. here to drop some awesome knowledge on us about social selling, uh, especially in the Instagram and Facebook world. Um, it has been requested by us. We had that was we I think we came out with a in the know episode and several people were like, what is this? Tell us more about this. And so obviously had to get Nathan on board here. So
1: give the people what they want. Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. But before we do, we like to start off with something fun. What is that, Lauren?
2: We do. We like to start every episode off with what are you obsessed with this week? So starting with our guest, Nathan, what are you obsessed with this week?
1: So we were talking about this earlier and I think. The only thing that I can really think of is this show on HBO Max yeah. that I recently discovered. It's called Mayor of Easttown, and I mean, it's just it's a it's a crime thriller, which gets me every time. Man, it sucks yeah. me in. Like, oh yeah, binge mode, 100 <laughs> percent. But it's one of those that comes out every week, so I gotta wait. You just till gotta wait. Yeah, gotta wait. It's
0: like bringing us back to nineteen eighties TV or something in the nineties. Like Find out what happens next week. You're like, I don't
1: want to. I want it now. I had a schedule. I knew it was coming on Thursday (laughs) night. I knew it was coming on Friday night. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious.
2: It is crazy that we went to this like kind of realm of where we could binge watch any season and everything. And now shows are pulling back to where like, oh, now we're going to release it once a week. And I'm like, what? Like, it's very... Mm I don't like
0: it. I did have, <laughs> so, WandaVision
1: gratification,
0: and the uh, yeah, Winter Div- Soldier, and Disney all that. Disney Plus is the yeah, worst. They are it. man. Well, because it's not. I'm like, I'm okay to wait. I can, I could actually wait for that. But the bad thing is, there's so many spoilers online. Like everybody's mm-hmm. talking about the stuff, so you have to watch it. So you don't, it doesn't get ruined. That's what
1: I tell you, but you don't listen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is true. You
1: but, can't get on Twitter or anything like that no. because they'll they'll spoil the whole thing oh, for you. Absolutely, but I mean, absolutely. really,
2: for Disney Plus, if they didn't do that, people would cancel that app because it's somewhat worthless if you don't have children.
0: That, yeah, (laughs) it's very high value for me and my wife. So, sure, yeah. (laughs) We were actually last night, one of the kids was sick and like in our bed, and we're watching Kim Possible. Nice, yeah. So, that might be my obsession this week, too. Kim, not Kim Possible, (laughs) Disney Plus in general. Like, they've done a good job with the Marvel stuff. We've been kind of walking back through the Marvel movies. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, obviously, Winter Soldier and um, the new cap. Captain America. Right. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. So it's been nice to kind of dive back into the that uh that world and well, spoil it for job. everybody. Oh shoot. <laughs>
2: I'm
0: so sorry. Shoot. I'm so sorry, people out there. Right. A- Jacob, we gotta put a, a line on this to make sure spoilers ahead. <laughs> Social selling, spoilers ahead. <laughs> anyway, so the Falcon and Winter Soldier, it was fantastic. So you should go watch it. I mean, come on. It's been out for like three weeks now. You should have Yeah. I just turned the tables on. Now I'm that guy that's like, come on, pay attention to this stuff. Anyway, Lauren.
2: Okay. <laughs> um, so my husband and I binge watched uh, Shadow and Bone on Netflix. It's oh, like a yeah. new fantasy awesome series that, that came thing. out and it was really good. Um, it's, uh, it's like YA and everything and it has a little bit of that, um, but it's actually really well done. Um, and it, it definitely left me like excited for the next season. They definitely put some high budget into it and it was good. Nice.
0: I nice. really enjoyed it. That is awesome. Well, good. Hey, now you have something to watch this week. Yes,
2: definitely. So
0: uh, make sure that you guys let us know what you're obsessed with as well so we can get into new shows like The Mayor of Easttown. Is that it? The Mayor of Easttown. Nice. Nice. I feel like it's a Western. Is it a Western? It's not. At all. Okay. It sounds like it would be, but now I'm now I'm interested, though. Um. All right. Hey, Nathan, tell us just a little bit about you and about the company you work for. What's your kind of day-to-day and why Why is this even intriguing to you, the social sellings?
1: So uh, the company that I work for is Shopanova. And what we do is essentially we started out as a more of a boutique uh, company for Facebook and Instagram paid advertising for online store owners. And my day-to-day, I'm the chief marketing officer. And my day-to-day is basically to execute, plan all of our strategy for marketing on every single platform that we have, which is Facebook and Instagram, YouTube. Uh, We have blogs, we have podcasts, like, you know, you guys help us out with the podcast and stuff like that. Um, And then we have, you know, other traditional means like uh, public relations. Mm -hmm. We're getting into that a little bit. Um, So managing all of that marketing stack is really what my day to day looks like. Emo marketing. <laughs> basically do it all, man. Um, <laughs> I <hear that> <laughs> but all of the customer acquisition stuff, that's that's me. Uh I lead that team and basically driving customers to us. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Well, and you guys have really grown this brand even the past several years and us working with you as well and being able to see all the new offerings that you guys are bringing on and the team that you're building. And funny enough, I mean, Rob and Dan, we've had them on the show actually before. Mm -hmm. We'll we'll reference that in the show notes. Um, But uh, yeah, they're based out of Alaska, but you're local here. Mm -hmm. So you guys really do have a, a true remote team for the most part too. And I know there are quite a few people up there, but what is, what is kind of the culture and what's that like working for a remote company?
1: It's great, honestly. Um, we started out as whenever I first started, we only had about six, maybe seven people on the team. And now we're at over 40. Wow. Um, but we've never changed the culture as mm-hmm. far as that went. Like you said, everybody's pretty much 100% remote. We do have a small handful of people that are in Alaska with Dan and Rob, but even them, like they, they're not in office for the most part. Mm-hmm. They're usually uh, doing their own thing. But the remote environment, in my opinion, really does make us more productive because we're not in the office looking at each other like trying to figure out something to do, mm-hmm. trying to trying to solve a problem that isn't even there, yeah. <laughs> just for the sake of like doing something in the mm-hmm. office. Uh, I mean, I love it. I, I love the culture of it. It's one of those where one of our one of our biggest uh, company values is called "Be Your Own Boss," mm-hmm. which is where everybody's basically tasked with like. You do your thing, make sure your work is done, make sure everything's good to go. And virtually, nobody really has any complaints or anything like that. Yeah. Everybody loves the environment, and it's really why we've been able to grow so much. We've got some super talented people that took pay cuts from other jobs or they you know were doing something that they didn't really want to do, and they came to work for us, and now they're just loving their job because of the flexibility in the environment. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. awesome. Well, <clears throat> can
2: you break down social selling? Brian was explaining some things on the earlier.
1: That's
0: why we brought you on is to
2: really break that down because I think a lot of people are like, "Ooh, you can sell things on on Instagram," and I'm like, "I think there's a little bit more depth to that."
1: Yeah. <laughs> there is. There is. Um, so on the surface, it, that's exactly what it is. You can sell. Th- you can sell virtually any product that you have, whether it's a good or a service, on Facebook and Instagram. Or now we're even getting into other platforms like Snapchat, TikTok, Pinterest, like all of those social platforms that are out there that have a lot of viewership all day long. Um, and essentially, the reason that it came about, the reason the concept is there is because Americans are digesting more media than mm-hmm. ever before. And yeah. they're digesting it on this little device. Yeah. It's in everybody's <laughs> pocket. Uh-huh. Um, no matter where you're at, you're, you always have access to media now. Mm -hmm. Whereas back in the sixties, back in the seventies, newspaper was newspaper magazines. Print was really the only way to digest that media. You had to go, you know, sign up for a subscription that would bring that paper physical media to you. And it might be daily. It might be once a week, whatever the case may be. Now we can get on our phone Every 30 seconds Mm -hmm. and see a new product, see a new service, whatever the case may be. So that's the surface of it. Um, The multiple layers to it, obviously, you've got physical products like e-commerce, like we do at Shopanova, and then you've got service-based businesses. And the great thing about service-based businesses is that they can get a little bit more creative with their social selling strategy. You know, you might have lead forms where you contact people. You might have custom packages that you're building over here for this and that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Softwares, for instance, softwares sell all day long on social just because it's so easy to drive somebody to a seven-day free trial or whatever the case may be. Um, But there's multiple layers to it and depends really on the product.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I love that. And I think when we think about social selling, we have, um, we work with a lot of service-based businesses as well. And so you don't really look and you're like, oh, well, I don't have a boutique or a store or online, you know, location where people can just go and buy a shirt or hat or whatever it is. And so I think even for our audience, looking at the service-based side of that, um, because we haven't even really dug into any of that. And I think that, that honestly, that might be the way that we kind of take this conversation too, because that service-based business is a, is really hard in a, a lot of people's minds to sell online. Mm-hmm. You know, it's
1: an elongated strategy.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. not an
1: instant gratification strategy. Yep. That's the great thing about e-commerce, physical products, uh, add to cart style funnels yeah. is that it's instant gratification. I can put, you know, 10 bucks into this Facebook ad and after a few days I get a sale. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And it just happens like it just appears <laughs> right in your like magic, in your, in your website, Shopify, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be with service-based businesses. It's, it's oftentimes an elongated strategy. So somebody might be interested in you. They might fill out a form for a quote or whatever the case may be. And it might take you 30, 60, 90 days to actually get that business. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a little bit more tricky and it is a little bit more about knowing your numbers more of a numbers game than anything else. Yeah. So you have to know like how many people you what percentage of people you oftentimes get business from that fill out a form. For mm-hmm. instance, if you know that like 10% of the people that fill out your form always become a customer, then it's easy to do the math like I need this number of clicks to get this many forms filled out to get this many yeah,
0: clients. Yeah. No, that's a good even kind of working backwards strategy of like this is my goal and I have to make sure that we get this amount of stuff done. Cause again, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, everybody will take your money. They don't have a problem with that. All so all day long. All day long. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I think when we're talking to a lot of businesses, um, they're like, ooh, social selling, that sounds really cool. But how mandatory do you think it is for companies in this day and age to stay competitive with their well, their competition?
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's that's a great question to be honest with you. Facebook and Instagram are by and large the best way to compete in any in in any industry, any space, because the the big boys are oftentimes doing traditional marketing. They're doing other things over here. They've got a huge funnel. They've got a huge net that they're casting, and they might be on different platforms and such and such, right? Facebook and Instagram is largely the The most free market out Mm -hmm. of all of them, meaning it's very little entry point. You can start with 10 bucks a day. You can start with 20 bucks a day, stuff like that. Um, There are other platforms out there that you can't do that. Also, you get a absurd amount of oppressions for your money on Facebook and Instagram. And basically what that means is that you get more eyeballs on Mm -hmm. your stuff for your money. Other times, you know, you might put out uh, TV ads, for instance, back in the day super expensive for the amount of eyeballs that were actually on them. Facebook and Instagram essentially cuts that cost into pennies. Yep. So if anybody's like trying to compete with like, you know, big boys, big brands, stuff like that, Facebook and Instagram is honestly the best place for it. Oftentimes these big brains don't even get on Facebook and Instagram mm-hmm. much. They, they don't even, they don't have a team dedicated to it. They don't have a strategy dedicated to it. And so it really is one of those things where, you know, it's kind of a free market for competition, honestly.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and especially with um, brand awareness campaigns, like if that's all you're looking to do, you just want your product out there. I just want to get in front of people. Like, man, you can get, again, you can cast a wide net with that in, and honestly be able to to get way more impressions off that uh, for more bang for your buck, actually. And so um, when we talk about, Going into like even some of the social selling side of it, um, you guys work with a lot of boutiques, a lot of kind of physical products and stuff too, but you guys are also advertising your own, your own brand, uh, because we we work with you guys, I see your ads a lot, and so <laughs> <laughs> you do a great job, Nathan, of retargeting on those <laughs> frequencies. <up time>, <laughs> I love it though too. But you guys, it's not just the same ad over and over no. and over. I mean, we'll see a, a healthy mix of advertising. So again, it's it's different calls to action, it's different uh, kind of awareness and stuff. But kind of walk us through even just a little bit of your strategy when it comes to selling services um, through through advertisement.
1: Yeah, sure. The main thing that I will push is that Facebook and Instagram—the best thing about them—and they kind of pioneered this concept—is the fact that you can push your own creative out there. Mm-hmm. You can push your own strategy out there, whether with a, a video or an image or whatever the case may be. Um, a lot of a lot of platforms, like if you're selling on Amazon, for instance, or Walmart.com, you're basically tied to this product listing way of doing things that Mm -hmm. you can't really make creative. You can't make a video commercial, something like that, and put it on that platform. It's just product ads, nothing but product ads. Facebook and Instagram really pioneered this way of like being able to craft a creative strategy behind your brand. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those, it's one of the most powerful things to ever come about in advertising because before I had to, you know, build digital banners for this brand that, you know, might drive to a coupon or something like that, and it would go on like men'shealth.com, and it would just be this banner ad, and that's it. Yeah, just just, just a little postcard looking thing, yeah. right? <laughs> and you really didn't have any creative freedom other than that. Like that's all you could do. They gave you the dimensions, you had your team mock it up, and you put it out there, and that was it. And you and you looked for clicks that yeah. type of thing. Facebook and Instagram really pioneered this way of making a. Uh, what I call a personal shopping experience, whether that's for a, a physical product or a service, you can actually get like you were talking about the brand awareness and stuff like that. You can actually get your brand out there in a creative way. And it's something that is very unique out there in the marketplace right now. Um, as far as my strategy goes, I really utilize that at the what we call the top of the funnel, which mm-hmm. is cold traffic. Yeah. Really, really drive brand at that at that level of traffic. People that have never seen you before. You have to think about it in conversation. If I've never met you before, you know it's not really one of those things where we're going to talk about deep, deep stuff, right? We're we're going to talk yeah. about hey, how's it going? Like, what do you do for work? You know, do you have kids? Stuff yeah. like that. Like that's yeah. that's kind of the conversation when you when you first meet somebody. It's the same way whenever you're selling on social. These people have seen your brand for the first time. You don't want to talk to them about the nitty gritty details of your product Mm. because it just doesn't sell. What you need to do is you need to be communicating brand at the top of the funnel and really drive engagement, get people involved, that type of thing, create that connection. And then what's really cool about Facebook and Instagram is that we get into the retargeting stuff where, like you said, you see my ads all the time. (laughs) It's because I've got you lumped into an audience that, I know has engaged with my brand at that top of the funnel. And once I've, you know, got that audience together, I can start giving them more detailed product highlights. What makes this item unique from the other one? What makes my service unique? That type of thing that's really where you start to kind of segment off and drill down your strategy.
0: Yeah, and I I love that too, especially the strategy side of that. Being able to actually go through and say, this is top of funnel, like we're going to hit them with just, you know, hey, get to know us, get to know who we are, like we're fun to work with. Um, And then uh, you see them again, like, oh, I see Robbie's face again. Now he's falling out of the sky. Like now he's doing something crazy. Now they're throwing water on you. Like what in the world is happening? But I've recognized, especially we we are big on put a face with your brand because mm-hmm. that human connection is there. And so if I've recognized Robbie and then I see him again, it's way easier for me to engage again and see that. And again, kind of follow through the funnel. And so if you're a business out there and you're looking at doing any type of advertising when it comes to services, that human connection needs, and it doesn't have to be somebody from your company, but basically be able to put out not just product. Here's just product. Like exactly. you got, they have to be able to make a connection with you, especially at the top of the funnel.
1: Exactly.
2: So a lot of uh, brands and companies that we work with, they want to know what is good ad creative because they have a lot of ideas. And mm-hmm. of course, digital agencies will have a lot of ideas, but in your experience, what actually sells?
1: So I will say with those top of funnel branding, creative strategies, you really, you, you, At the end of the day, what you have to remember is that people are sitting here scrolling Mm -hmm. all day long. They're like, right? (laughs) And so we talk about stopping the scroll. Yep. And that is the first part of that strategy is stopping the scroll. You have to make something in the first three seconds that's eye-catching, gets their attention, you know, makes them think like, what is this? Yeah. To make them stop. That's the first part. And then the second part is capturing their attention while you have it. Mm -hmm. And so that's the next 30 to 45 seconds of of a video or an image or whatever the case may be. If it's an image, it's really about the copy at that point. Because, I mean, once you stop to scroll with an image, then they're going to be looking at the copy of your ad. They're going to be reading that type of thing, headlines, stuff like that. With video, you can get a little bit, you know, you get a little bit more room for error on the copy and stuff because the video can really do most of the work for you. But I will say at the top of the funnel, video is always the best. Um, I really don't even use images until retarget levels Hmm. simply because you can't retarget somebody that sees a picture. You can retarget somebody that clicks on a picture but with a video, you can retarget somebody that watches your videos. Mm -hmm.
0: They they want to be able to hear it too. Yeah. So So
1: if you, if you watch 10 seconds of a video, I get you. Yeah. That type of thing. (laughs) Um, So it's really fun.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's
2: always my thing where I'm looking at an ad and I'll kind of almost count to to make sure that I don't get retargeted on certain (laughs) things. Like I just want to watch, but I got to scroll on before I'm going to get retargeted. I'll see these ads for days.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Not chopping
2: up. I enjoy those, but there's some (laughs) other ones I'm like, Oh no.
0: (laughs) So it's interesting even just even this week i was looking at i'm i'm always getting into ad creative and like what people are doing like what is actually capturing my attention as well um and so i was watching this video it was actually for freddy's uh steak burgers the like and they were like it's a recruiting video yeah oh my gosh i don't know why they sent that video to me um (laughs) but it was one of those things like a recruiting so i was like hey you know if i want to become a manager a shift manager at freddy's like you know, now I know that's available for me. I can go to apply there. Uh, but the video <laughs> itself was very interesting because it was like, it felt like a really long video. And I, I went back after it finished. I was like, Man, "That it's kind of long. And then I went back, it was 30 seconds. And so it's interesting because we think in our minds, like kind of a normal, like, oh, we have to have this really long video, but it's almost better to have a shorter video, a 15 mm-hmm. second, or even as weird as it is kind of leaving them wanting more. Like I've watched 15 second videos. I'm like, well, What's next? Why, why did it just end? You know? But it, it does kind of get them to that end of the end of the video. So you talk about the 10 seconds. Is there anything of like, I know we've in the past has been like 50% or 75% of the video, 90%, hundred percent So if you have a 15 second video, does that look even better? It's like, hey, people watched a hundred percent of that.
1: So it's that's actually a really good point. Um, I like making one minute long videos for that specific purpose because if I know somebody watched forty-five seconds of a video. They're engaged. That is true. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. So I can actually drill down my audiences by somebody that watched ten seconds or somebody that watched forty five seconds. Yeah. Because that's a completely different person. Yep. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you only make fifteen second videos, then you don't have that ability. You're only getting people that watch ten seconds. Interesting. So that's a little trick. That's good
0: to know. No, that's awesome, man. That's Um, awesome.
1: But yeah, I, I will say in this in this day and age, the way the media is being digested. Humor is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, think about like State Farm commercials. Yep. Yeah. Right. Every State Farm commercial over the last like four or five years has been humorous.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's, not,
1: it's not like the whole, uh, it's an Allstate, you're in good hands. Right. It was the very terrifying serious. Ones. Yeah. It's a very, very morbid <laughs> commercial. You know what I mean? It's almost okay. like, I don't need insurance. Yeah. Type thing. But State Farm, on the other hand, is all humorous. It's yeah. like, you know, that type of thing. Um, I hate it's that. It's very engaging. Commercial. Which the one? pug
2: one. Have you seen that one? So I've got him retargeted for the State Farm where he's talking to his dog, and his dog starts talking back to him. It's a pug sitting on a couch. Yeah, I hate that one. I go. see it everywhere. <laughs> 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 anyway, sorry. <Nathan>. Anyway,
1: <laughs> they did disappoint me though with the Super Bowl um, because they have Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes on the yeah. on their on their roster or whatever. And I was thinking like they're going to do something fire about. Yeah. You know, Aaron Rodgers not making it to the Super Bowl, Patrick Patrick Holmes making it to the Super Bowl, that type of thing. Nope, they didn't do anything. I was so disappointed. Uh Uh, I was like, man, like it might take three months of production. To yeah. make that video, but you got to make that video just in case, <laughs> yeah.
0: you know what I mean? Just a little snippet, something, something. That's awesome.
2: So one of the things we started actually talking about before we pushed record was live social selling. Mm-hmm. So break that down for us. What does that actually entail? And what does that look like for companies?
1: This is something that's super new and innovative, and it's really like, it, it's taking a page out of an old book, which is QVC, essentially. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And it's applying it to a new way of doing things. Yeah. So I mean, you think about like OxyClean, right? Yeah. OxyClean came out; it was an infomercial, and one of the best dudes to ever do it, right? Billy
0: Mays here with another fantastic one of the best guys to ever do it,
1: (laughs) and it sold so well. Yeah. I want you to imagine being able to do an OxyClean commercial with your brand on Facebook and Instagram. That's what live selling is. Yeah. Essentially, it's being able to make an infomercial that is going live. At the same time, like you're you're getting push notifications on Facebook. If that person is following your brand, they'll get a push notification saying you're going live, right? They'll click on it and it'll be this live video of you showcasing, you know, whatever you're selling mm-hmm. at the time. And what's really cool is that Facebook now has the ability to integrate your product catalogs into that video. Yeah, yeah. So as you're holding up a shirt, the shirt, like the actual item will come up underneath the video. And you can click on it and buy it. Yep. That type of thing It's the coolest thing. (laughs) (laughs) And it really is getting into that. What I, what I've always said was the next step is that virtual reality way of selling things, that Mm. augmented reality. Like, I really do feel like at some point in the future, and I've said this before on multiple podcasts, (laughs) I really do feel (laughs) like in the future, you're going to be able to put a headset on and be in a mall. Yeah, and there's just stuff all around you that you can buy, stores that you can walk into, stuff like that. And there's gonna, it's essentially gonna be ad space. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be this brand paid five k a month to be in this, or they paid ten k a month to be a virtual real estate type of thing. Yep. Um, I really do think that's the way things are going, and this is the first step in that is mm-hmm. being able to live showcase your items and somebody literally just being able to click on it, like this little button out down there and immediately buy it. And it it takes 30 seconds is the thing. So it can get people in trouble like (laughs) QVC. It's one of those things where you guys you know, you got somebody sitting there with their credit card just like calling in and by the end of it, they've racked up a $300 credit card bill. Yep. We do that too.
0: <laughs> now, it's funny because I started seeing this about eight months ago where, especially during the pandemic, like people were locked in and they were trying to do something. And I, I would see like people I was friends with start going live. And for some reason it was like earrings and like women's jewelry.
2: Why are you getting retargeted I, for this? No, no, no. It wasn't an ad. <laughs> no, that's
0: just it. It was just like people I knew, like my mom's friends who I'm friends with on Facebook or something. I gotcha. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, but they but they would be like selling like ear- earrings and stuff. And they started. Like sending like putting notes and stuff to their e-commerce store, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is interesting." Because even me, I was like, "Ah, this is really dumb." But then <laughs> I started seeing the comments. Sorry to all my mom's <laughs> friends out there. Um, <laughs> but I started seeing it in the comments. Like people were like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'll take that one. was five dollars. It it's ten dollars. Yeah, I'll go. I'll Venmo you right now." Like. I was like, whoa, this is working. This is Mm -hmm. crazy how easy this is. As somebody who's like, obviously, locked down, they can't do anything, they're social selling right now. And obviously, providing a product and shipping it out and sending it to people like, it's a fantastic way to do business and to be able to pivot during that. But now, it's obviously with Facebook specifically live selling, being able to bring those products up in your category, which you have to preload those ahead of time. That's not just going to pop up randomly; right. like you have to have that stuff set up ahead of time on your page. But I mean, you get that stuff going. So, is there a way to even? And this was my question, but services—how can that be done through any kind of live social selling, like any kind of digital downloads or like sign up for so you know, lead it, form or something like that? It's a little that?
1: bit different in the in the f- fact that they can't purchase immediately. Yeah, yeah. So that is the only difference between a service based business and, and a physical product uh, way of selling things on lo- like live Facebook, yeah, that type yeah. of thing. Um, it's one of those things where you really are looking more for the engagement and the conversations that are going to happen from that live video mm. than you are from somebody actually clicking a button, putting yeah. the credit card in and getting a product. Um, for instance, here in this area. Uh, summer's coming around and guys are trying to get these boats sold over here on the lake. Yeah. So they go live and they start showcasing like all the boats and stuff going around them. And it really is one of those things where like you're watching it and you're like, that looks cool. I wonder how much that <laughs> boat is. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And so you start, you start, you, you know, you put a comment in or you message the guy or whatever the case may be. Hey, yeah. really like that boat. How much is that thing? <laughs> that type yeah. of thing. And, and then
0: like, is like, no, you don't need another boat, Nathan.
1: I'm not. I can't. I can't. I I got one. It already causes problems, man. I'm gone for 90% of the summer.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Like, where is he? Oh, it's Friday afternoon. Oh, he's on the lake. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. No, that's no, but in general, like, I I agree with you. It's, it does try to drive that awareness. So that makes sense, especially those high ticket items Mm -hmm. or services. They're not just going to be like, yeah, put that, you know, $60,000 boat on my credit card. Like, that's not going to happen. But, uh, being able to say drive awareness around it um, to and get even, them,
1: and I mean it really does come down to the showcase part of it. Yeah. So for instance, uh lawn care again, summer's coming around, lawn care is going to be a big deal, right? Yeah. You can make a website and kind of show your work with images and stuff like that, like hey, look at this, look at this really nice landscape lawn that we did, that type of thing. But it would be way more engaging if you got it on social went live and started showing, like walking through a yard that you guys actually do, talking about like the plants that you put in, talking Mm -hmm. about the grass that you put in and, you know, showing, really, really showcasing, you know, that work. That's an example of what a service-based business could get out of it. I love that.
0: Yeah, man, that's fantastic. And then you should repurpose that all day long, maybe put it in a podcast. I don't know. There's so many things you can do with that live video. Just
2: throwing that out there. All right, so Nathan, for a <laughs> brand that is wanting to get started on social selling, what's the first steps that they should take?
1: The first step is really learning. Like the the I will say this. People come to us all the time because they don't want to learn how to do it. Mm-hmm. They come to us because it's like this is so much like just I'll pay you to do it, just do it. And we always recommend at least getting a groundwork of knowledge before you hire somebody mm. because you really have no frame of reference. Yeah. If, you, if you just hire somebody and have them do it, you don't really know if it's if it's good or bad. You don't mm. know if it's working or if it's not working. So the first thing that I would suggest is to try to get some groundwork knowledge on you know, what Facebook and Instagram ads can actually do for your business. And then as you're doing that, you'll start to figure out all of the stuff that you actually have to have in place before you can even get it set up. You know, you've got to have the tracking in place. Mm -hmm. You've got to have your product catalogs in place and you've got to have verifications in place. You know, you can't just, you can't just give Facebook a thousand bucks. You've got to actually verify the fact that you're a real human being. Yeah. (laughs) And you know, you're not somebody that's, trying to rig an election, yeah, you know, yeah, I just throw that out there. <laughs> stuff like <You> know. that, <laughs> um, which has all come about because of things yeah. that have happened in the past. Uh, I mean, three, four years ago, it wasn't that big of a deal. You could literally just sign up for an account, put your credit card on it and immediately start going, but it's become so powerful, yeah. such a powerful tool. It's crazy. That now there are verification processes in place. There's, uh, tons of policies in place. Like you have to know the policies. That's another thing. Uh, I would highly recommend looking up Facebook's ad policies, making sure that you're not breaking those because (laughs) that's another thing that people come to is my, my account's disabled. Can you, can you do something with that? It's like, I literally can't do anything because it's disabled. Uh, So the first thing you have to do is try to get your account (laughs) enabled and we got to go through support and all that little known fact Facebook support is outsourced 100%. Yeah. So like, it's, a whole it's, other it's tough. To, it's yeah. not, it's not, yeah, it's not the best. It's not the best or uh, most customer friendly. Yeah, I'll say go. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's one of those things where if you can kind of research and understand those things before you go into it. You're better off because you the last thing you want to do is go into it, try to do some things, get your account disabled and it really does put a red flag on your profile in general. Oh yeah. So people think that, oh, I can just make another Facebook account. Nope. They won't let you because your profile is attached to that account that was flagged for whatever policy, you know, that you broke. So that is a big one for sure. Well,
0: and they do Facebook does a good job of having resources out there too for being able to like watch I mean, they do videos, they do articles. I mean, you can, you can spend a day and learn a lot of stuff and really be able to say, okay, now I have a framework, a foundation. So now being able to go in and hire, hire somebody like you guys to be able to say, okay, now I understand what I'm looking for and where my money is going. So Facebook
1: blueprint is their the, the Facebook blueprint is their product for education, uh, for advertising and virtually anything on Facebook, like, even organic stuff yeah. is on there as well. How to how to make your page, how to make how to make your uh business page, how to make your group, all that stuff. Like Facebook Blueprint is their own product for that. And it's free. Yeah. So that's that's a great place to start for anybody that's getting started. Is yeah. that Facebook Blueprint program?
0: There you go. That's awesome, man. That's good. Good yeah. info.
1: Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh Nathan, so tell us what's next for Shopanova. What's next for you?
1: Uh, we are, (laughs) we're talking about that actually. And, um, we have set some very lofty goals. We grew so exponentially in 2020 that we're on the path to be a seven figure per month company. And we eventually even want to grow to be like nine figures over the course of a year, that type of thing. And so we've got projections in place and, We've also got plans in place to make this happen. And part of that plan is expanding on our services. Mm-hmm. So we're known for Facebook and Instagram advertising. We're actually going to be branching into TikTok, Pinterest, email marketing, and in-house creative services. Yeah. Which is what I'm very excited Good about. stuff, man. I'm it's very great. excited about <laughs> yeah, that one.
0: absolutely. Because it's
1: one of those things where as a, as a media buyer, we really do get handcuffed by the creative. Yeah, um, There's only so much you can do with audiences and targeting and stuff like that. The creative strategy is really driving a lot these days.
0: And when we say creative just for somebody who doesn't understand that. That's photo, the video, whatever. Videography, the itself,
1: photography. Yeah. Uh, you know, if anybody has a business, they understand that getting the content up on their website and stuff like that is actually way more than they thought it was going to be mm-hmm. usually, you know. Even, even setting up photo shoots, it's yep. like, you got to find a photographer. <laughs> it's just like setting up a family photo shoot, except you've got 10, 15 products that you've got to, you know, get involved and in. you need somebody that knows how to style it. You need somebody that knows how to shoot it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all that good stuff. And it could take weeks before you get that stuff. A lot of people don't understand that. A lot of people don't know that going into it. And so we're going to kind of help transition that process a little bit and, Video is a big one as well. A lot of people, like you said, you know, they don't really know what to say on a video. They don't know what to do or the concept behind the video or whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be. That is something that we've been consulting on for over three years, but we've never actually done the work. We never actually executed the videography or taking the photos and stuff like that. So now we're going to get into that. And by expanding those services, we really do think like by the end of 2021, we're going to be a full scale uh, marketing agency for online stores,
0: man. That's fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. It's really exciting to see just how far you guys have come and just even you just, uh, we've known each other for a few years and you coming on board, helping these guys grow as well. I mean, it's been really cool to see that brand take off and Dan and Rob up in Alaska. We keep talking about, we're going to make a trip up there see him.
2: I keep talking about you that. See- <laughs> you keep shutting me down.
0: <laughs> we're going to go hang out, we'll hang out with the Alaskan boys. Um, But uh, yeah, you guys have a phenomenal brand and, and what you've been able to do is really awesome. So if somebody wants to get in touch with you if they say, Hey, I've got a, an online store that's kind of rolling, like where can they take that to the next level?
1: So go and check out shopanova.com and on shopanova.com, you will also find our ecom grow show, which Go Rogue uh, manages for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's a shameless plug. That was nice. I appreciate that. <laughs> Checks in the mail, Nathan.
0: Appreciate that, man. Our, uh,
1: <laughs> but our, our ecom grow show is one of those things that like everybody likes. It's 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 something that it, it's it's a podcast, but it's also a video show that yeah, we do every week, yeah. and we have guests on it, but we also do like kind of strategy talks on it as well. Mm. And I highly recommend everybody that is even interested in what we do to go and watch as much as they can of that gross show. Um, and if you're even more interested, uh, email me, Nathan at Shopanova.com.
0: Cool. There you go. You guys have it. So, did I miss anything, Lauren? We'll no, make sure. No, awesome. you did not. Awesome. <laughs> well, we'll make sure to put uh, everything that we've talked about today over at RoCreators.club. You guys can check that out. It's going to have all the information, all the blog. The blog is going to have everything there. Goodness <laughs> gracious. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so, make sure you guys go check that out. And uh, until next week, we'll see you then. Thanks. Let's do rapid fire. Let's go. All right. Question number one. What's your must have clothing item? Mine's uh, easy. A uh, hat. pretty much.
2: What kind of hat?
0: Oh, well, I mean.
2: For those that are listening, Brander. not that you're just oh. caressing your hat.
0: My, uh, it's an yeah. audio
2: platform.
0: I mean, My Peter McKinnon one is pretty awesome, so that's my go-to.
2: I mean, a cool person got you it, so. Oh, thanks, Lauren. <laughs> uh, mine is not a cool hat. Mine's just, you should always have it for women. I would say a black pair of really good leggings.
0: Really? Yeah. I and, did. And you loved it. And you just totally <laughs> outed me on the podcast here, but I did. And they were so comfortable, man. As dudes, we don't get. Oh man, it was so nice. I was like, I feel super awkward, but it feels nice. It was real nice. An oversized sweatshirt, some nice leggings. Cold afternoon. You know? So <laughs> apparently,
1: apparently, Spanx makes
0: men's now. What? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, it's gonna happen. Need help, help with my little handles here. Can't wait to get Brian a pair of spikes <laughs> for Christmas or his birthday. This got super awkward. Why is <laughs> All right, Nathan, what's your go-to? Uh, what was the question? Must so, to have, must clothing, have item. clothing item. Go-to what Clothing item. Joggers. Um, jogger? Okay, yeah, I've seen you in joggers. Yeah, you're a jogger <laughs> guy.
1: I'm a jogger. Really? <laughs> I'm short. Uh, I've I'm seen short. you in so, joggers. So before. joggers are, are always like 28, 29 inches, yeah, yeah. like inseam wise. So they fit my legs really well. There you go. Because I'm short. Before-
0: <laughs> <laughs> and those are super comfy too. I have a few joggers. Though. Oh my anyway. gosh, Ryan Anyway. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, guys. We're out. Houston, uh Tranquility Base
2: here. The Eagle has landed.